0: Welcome to the Sobriety Elevated
1: Podcast with your hosts, Kevin and Jim. We are dedicated to strengthening your recovery and elevating your sobriety. Thank you for listening. It is showtime. We are finally back. Kevin has been so busy on this job that it's been a little bit. and For that, we apologize, but we are back. Hey, Kevin, welcome back.
0: It's good to be back. And yes, we are committed to some more consistency. I've had quite a few people reach out to me and say, hey, what's going on? Are you alive? I am alive and well. We're working on a big project again. Uh, We're going to make this a priority uh, in the future here. Jim, thank you for making sure that we we stay
1: on this. And I will say that for the next little bit, we're probably going to go down to an episode a week. Kevin, I think in today's episode, I want you to go to your the internet, I want you to Google addiction quotes, and let's read a quote and talk about it. And I'm going to read the first one that came to mind, because it was, it looks really beautiful. And it says, one of the hardest things was learning that I was worth recovery. And this is by a person named Demi Lovato, and I believe she's a music artist, correct?
0: Yeah, she's been pretty open about her recovery and in and out of it, and I think recently has professed that she's going fully sober again, which is awesome. But I love that quote, and I can relate to that quote very much. What do you think when you hear the quote, Jim?
1: What I love about the quote is here's a very public person that if you see her in public, it's like this woman has it all. And yet she's acknowledging that inside there are some self-worth issues. So Demi, if you're listening, you are worth recovery. And for everybody else listening, you are also worthy of recovery. Not only that, I'm going to say you're worthy of an amazing life. You're worthy of getting to the core of why you hurt and healing it to the point that what emerges is a powerful, enlightened person that what Whatever you do in life, you're loving life.
0: I love that, Jim. And I, it's crazy. Like you said, I think in the public eye like that, and even really at a much different extent in my life, people that saw me probably thought my life was pretty good. I was pretty happy, and I just hated myself so much. And I, I do think early on in recovery one, it's hard for us to think we can actually get sober. And then second, it's like, what, I don't know, like it is, it's, am I worth it? And I, I just thought I was such an awful person that I, I didn't deserve anything good and and recovery is really good. So I, I didn't think I deserved it. I didn't think that I was capable of it. Uh, but once you do realize that it, it's like, we've talked about Jim and coaching and on the podcast, you know, I used to look in the mirror and kind of loathe myself. And now I look in the mirror and I, I like myself. And uh, I heard a guy, this is you know, not a quote, and but a guy in one of the uh, recovery meetings that I go to, he said, his uh, sponsor told him every morning when he woke up and he looked in the mirror, he would say, I love you to himself. And I get some of this is cheesy stuff that we talk about. And a lot of these recovery stuff is a little cheesy, but I loved it. So sometimes when I look in the mirror, I like to just say, hey, I love you. Like I love myself and I, I'm going to and- accept myself for where I am and who I am.
1: Do you know what the power in that is? In days of old, they used to cast spells. And there's. And this isn't a quote unless you, unless you read it, but you saying that you love you to yourself in the mirror while you're looking in the eye, you're actually casting a spell and you're rewiring your brain to a higher vibration and to literally to a space of God.
0: That was a lot more new agey than I would have explained it, but I do definitely think we're rewiring our brains. I love it. I, you know, and I do, I love me. I love my life and I, I love who I am. I am worth it. And, you know, I, if you're out there listening uh, and you think, of course, Demi Lovato's worth it in her thing. And of course, maybe me, you think are worth it, but you're worth it too. And you just watch what, what happens if you uh, uh, commit to this, get some help, the help you need, whatever that looks like for you. And you keep going because you're worth it for sure.
1: You most definitely are. So, Kevin, do you have – I want you just to pull a random quote up.
0: What's crazy is this is a random quote, and it's it's from a, a group called the Samson Society. And there's a book out written by – and it's weird that this popped up because I've read the book. It was random. So I haven't I, seen anything from these guys in years. Have you read the book?
1: I, I actually did. used to do work with them.
0: The Samson and the Pirate Monks, it's called the book. Yep. But anyway, it says, no matter how hard we try, we can't hate or shame ourselves into change. Whew. I'm going to read that one more time. No matter how hard we try, we can't hate or shame ourselves into change. What a segue into from what we were just talking about. Funny how that works, isn't
1: it? Uh, you know something? It's a little too ironic. <laughs>
0: Yeah and and uh, I promise anybody listening we did not set that up. This quote to me which is probably going to end up on my social media pages as soon as we get off of this podcast. That was my life. Like I thought that the shame and a lot of times people that are in churches and things like that like shame is a thing that we we like I, I, it's weird. Like we think it's if we shame people and make them feel real bad, we feel like it's going to change them. Well, I felt awful. I hated myself. And I, it, no matter how bad I felt or how much shame I felt, it did not bring change at all.
1: It never will. I have to share that I have a new client and he is stepping off of his addiction. And Monday night, we had 11 people. We had his entire family on, his parents, his favorite sister, the aunt, the uncle, the niece. And that's one of the things that we talked about was the role of shame because whenever, like today he is going cold Turkey off of his drug of choice and he says he gets really antisocial because there's nothing but shame there. And we're all saying, no, we want the recovery to happen right here, right now in this group, because when it's public and when he feels ashamed He can say it, and the minute he says it, the shame disappears. I think that is such a powerful quote.
0: Yeah, shame is awful, and uh, I'm going to go right into another quote. This one I did Google really quick uh, while you were talking because Brene Brown who wrote, you know, shame is intensely painful feeling or experience of believing that we are flawed and therefore unworthy of love. And I think that was the big thing of what we just heard in the Demi Lovato quote too. It's like, we feel unworthy of love or success or recovery or of sobriety. Like we're unworthy of it. Like we don't deserve it. And the good news is anybody that acts like they're worthy is not, they're not. I mean, bottom line, they're lying. I mean, we're all all sinners. According to my faith, we're all sinners. We're all, and whatever we can call it, flawed people, sinners, people that need help. And I think that as soon as we all admit it and we can be a little more transparent with people, that shame can start to go away. And for me, being public about my recovery and, and how I was in my addiction and telling people my story has really gotten the shame, it's not an issue for me anymore really. Sometimes I do feel a little bit of, you know, guilt and shame on things, but it doesn't hold the power over me anymore.
1: All I have to say to that quote is because we acknowledge our flaws and when we acknowledge and accept our flaws, we literally become perfect and has air quote perfect people recovery is the path that we take and we can learn to live in spite of the shame because when we publicly acknowledge it and you are the best example, your recovery is so public that there's no space for shame. That's a beautiful quote. You're, got, uh, what do you got? I got one here and it says, we will not regret the past nor wish to shut the door on it. And the powerful thing about recovery is when we acknowledge the past, all that shame goes away, we can accept it, we become strong in our recovery. So let me read this again and then get your thoughts on it, is that we will not regret the past, nor wish to shut the door on it. Do you know where that quote is from, Jim? Uh, I do not. It is from the big book of Alcoholics
0: Anonymous. Those are what we call one of, it is, yeah. And we call that one of the nine-step promises. And I have a really good story. I got a little goosebumps when you read it. So I have a great story about this quote. I was in my very first 12-step meeting. And I'll just address, like, you know, there's traditions and stuff and certain fellowships where, like, there's anonymity. People have kind of brought up that maybe I'm kind of crossing that line a little bit, and I'm working through that and whatever. I mean, I'm just here to help people, and I don't represent any organization or anything at all. It's just me. It's my opinion and all that good you stuff. Represent but anyway, Kevin. You represent Kevin. Yeah, I Kevin represent and Kevin. And how
1: Kevin has almost 1,100 days clean.
0: Yes. And coming up on three years, thank, thank you. And again, I don't know everything, and I'm not, not like this great expert, just can talk from my own experience. So that quote, my very first 12-step meeting, there, there's a whole long thing. They call them the ninth step promises, and that's one of them. And I can remember the very first meeting that I heard that, very first meeting I ever went to, and I thought, these people are nuts. How in the world, I probably didn't say world, I probably said a different word. How in the, do these people really believe that? Because they're saying it, they're all laughing, they're talking about the past. I'm like, these dudes and and are nuts. I remember thinking there's no way this will ever come true. And you fast forward probably only about a year and a half ago. So I was like a year and a half sober. At the end of the meeting, we one of the meetings, we read these ninth step promises. And it, I was, as I was reading them, I realized every single one of them, including the one you just read, which is the craziest one, is true. Like I did so many destructive things. I lost so much money. I, I ruined a lot of things, but I don't regret it because it's brought me where I am today. The past has given me a story to be able to talk to people and help people. And I have friends right now and and friends of friends that are in treatment and friends of friends that are in AA meetings. And I have people around me that had this all not happened to me, had my past not been my past, I don't know where they would be. And it's not because I'm this special guy or have this great story, but it's just literally because my experience can help other people. And so if you're out there and you're, you hear that quote or you hear those ninth step promises that we drill in people... Like know that they do come true. You know, if you do all the things that you're supposed to do, if you work a, a strong recovery program, you stay sober, you do the next right thing, they will come true. And you'll look back and you'll probably laugh like me, where now I look at the past, even Rachel now, it's fun. We can kind of laugh about some of the things. Uh, like t- today I texted her, we we were going, um we're going out of town and I texted her and I said, Hey, now don't go sneaking to the bar to do shots when we're there. And I said, oh, wait, sorry, that was me that used to do that, not you. And we can laugh about it. Now, a few years ago, it wasn't so funny to Rachel when I would do that because I would disappear everywhere I went. Yeah, not at all. Yeah, not funny at all. Long, long story there, but I am, that is like my favorite quote. And if we read the whole quote, it's too long to do, but if you look it up, if you Google ninth step promises, you can find it. Like that is my mantra in my life now. Like I don't have fear of people, I don't have fear of, anything anymore because of recovery and not just sobriety sobriety yes but i have the recovered life where i have cleaned the past up and i'm looking forward to the future
1: that is so brilliant do you have a quote ready to go oh i'm i don't but i'm gonna get one really quick
0: because i was talking too much so
1: let's see here i, I have one if you're not ready
0: yeah you go ahead jim
1: so addiction is a relationship. A pathological relationship in which obsession replaces people—that yeah. gives me goosebumps.
0: Yeah, that word. I'm gonna obsession. read it again. Yeah, read I'm gonna it read again. it
1: again. Addiction is a relationship. A pathological relationship in which obsession replaces people.
0: That is, who said that? That is really good. Patrick Carnes. Who knows who that is, but he's a smart man. The word obsession is like the people are like, what's addiction? Like obsession and insanity is like the two words that I use to describe the most. And my obsession, I can remember that obsession hitting me. I'd be like, have somewhere to go and I'd have to go to the gas station to get alcohol or I'd have to go do whatever I would do. And like it overtook any relationships with people. People have heard my story where I ended up, you know, I used to be the party, fun, fun, let's all laugh, let's all giggle. By the end, I was in a seedy bar in the basement by myself, no people
1: around, just completely overcome by the obsession to drink and use. I just think about addiction happens when your relationship with your drug of choice or activity of choice is the most important thing in your world and you will sacrifice everything else for it
0: yeah and the the obsession part i it's everything in your life every decision you make like it's it's rooted and grounded in trying to get your fix whatever that fix is which is really plan-
1: numbing from yeah, numbing. The pain of your mind thoughts
0: yeah not wanting to feel anything or or at all nothing or, feeling nothing
1: or, right or wanting to bury these feelings because you hurt so much and this is the only time and I don't want to get into coaching I want to keep going with these quotes so do do you have another quote
0: Jim you are uh, we're talking so much it's it's hard for me this is an interesting one and people take it or leave it, but everything negative in my life was a direct result of alcohol and drugs. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I I hear that, and now I have no alcohol or drugs, and there still are some negative things in my life sometimes. Maybe it, it's not true, but I do do know, I'll say this part. I have some people that I'm close to and they tell all these stories. They have problems in their relationships. They have problems here, there, there. And every story that's a fight or every story that's a problem, it starts with alcohol or drugs in some cases too. But it's like, well, we were drunk and we fought or this or I drink too much. He drinks too much. This, 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 you know, whatever it is. I do think drugs and alcohol, they don't seem to help much. That's for sure. I think that's powerful.
1: Read the quote again, actually.
0: Everything negative in my life was a
1: direct result of alcohol and drugs. And I think you still have negative things, but these are things that you just deal with. You don't use to deal with them. You deal with them straight up now. I think that's true. My next quote, it's simple. If things go wrong, don't go with them. That's good on my, my brain. I think
0: that's a good thing for me to think of on my brain because when something goes wrong, sometimes everything goes wrong in my
1: head. And you don't have to go. If if something is going wrong, it's just something going wrong. It doesn't mean you have to hitch up to that horse and ride it down the road.
0: (laughs) Here's one that um, this was big for me. The first part of this quote, you need to stop thinking I can never have another drink and start thinking how wonderful it will be when you stop poisoning yourself. Do you know
1: that rocket fuel and alcohol are the same thing? They see it seemed to do that for me until it stopped doing that for me. <laughs> the thing was it is a poison. It's a poison to your system.
0: Yeah, and I think it poisoned my body obviously. I when I checked into treatment, my bo- my body was a mess. All my levels, blood levels, all that stuff was a mess. And and here I am now. I just got some blood work done recently and everything's like right on and healthy and all that good stuff. It poisons your mind. You don't Mm -hmm. deal with things. When you're drinking all the time or drugging all the time and numbing yourself, you don't deal with it. And this is a little off topic, I guess, but once you get sober and you get that poison out of your life, then you got to clean all the remnants and all the poison that's left behind, which
1: is a lot of times in our thinking. And the poison that happens in the mind, I'm going to get back to that you're commingling with a spirit and that spirit has your lowest and worst as its common denominator for you. And when you stop feeding it, you can literally clear it out of your mind and it no longer poisons the mind. You can literally be a wellspring of love moving forward.
0: I like that, a wellspring of love. That's a good goal to, to be and to have.
1: We're going to have one more quote, and this one is from Confucius who said it does not matter how slowly you go as long as you do not stop.
0: Yeah, that's a good one in, in life, recovery, life, business, everything. And early on in recovery, we look at people, I think, that are like have a lot of time and we want to like get there. But the journey is pretty incredible. And for me, there were a lot of bumps in the road, a lot of issues, you know, whatever uh, hurdles I had to jump. But I never gave up. I just kept going and moving forward. So if you're listening to this, I would say, and you're maybe a little like sober curious, which I think we'll have an episode on that here soon, kind of what what that looks like. We'll probably try to have somebody on that is a little sober curious. Keep pushing, keep going. And if you failed,
1: get back up and and keep going again and again and again. So I'm going to end this episode with a quote. <laughs> And the quote is, addiction is when you can't get enough of what you don't want anymore.
0: Oof, I think that's a good ending point. Read it one more time and let's sign off until the
1: next one. Addiction is when you can't get enough of what you don't want anymore. Thank you, Jim. Deepak Chopra said that. Thank you.
0: We will talk to you all again very soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Sobriety Elevated Podcast. Please like us, rate us, share us with your friends and family.
1: By doing that, you make the difference. The more people that listen to this, the more we impact the recovery around the world. Thank you and create an incredible day.